Some time ago, I had a lady friend who now miserably suffers for a decision she took in her past. Often, we all take such decisions that do not only have eternal consequences, but can also never be reversed. We therefore need to ensure that we are always on paths that the Lord himself divinely prearranged for us. It's important, therefore, that we listen to the reading of Divine Direction, a book written by Bishop David Oedipo on this morning's show. But before we do, here is Testimony Jaga with his song, Miracle. Stay connected and be blessed.
Chapter 3. What is direction? There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, as an arrow which proceeded from the ruler. Fully is set in great dignity, and the rich sit in low place. I have seen servants upon horses, and princes walking as servants upon the earth. If the iron be blunt, and he do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 5 through to 7 and verse 10. Vision is the unfolding of God's master plan, whereas direction is the steps you take to accomplish it. God has called you to preach. Wonderful! That is a calling or a vision. But how do you go about it? That is where you need direction. Divine direction is a lifetime demand. You will never get to a point in life where you will no longer require direction. In the Christian race especially, you will never get to a point where you no longer require God's direction. This is because life without direction is nothing but continuous frustration. No matter how fast you are traveling on the wrong road, when you are, when are you ever going to arrive at your destination? As long as you are on the wrong road, no matter the kind of encouragement you receive on the way, you will never get to where you are going. Direction is a lifetime companion. Divine direction is required. For every vision to succeed, divine direction is required. At every point you get to, you need God to tell you what next to do, where to turn, and what to focus on. If you miss his direction, you have really missed the joy of living. But I see heaven opening to you from now on in Jesus' name. But wisdom is profitable to direct. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 10. Even kings are frustrated without direction. Solomon said, I have seen kings walking on foot while servants are riding on horses. He says it's an evil. When kings lose direction, they become servants. Ministry is one of the noblest callings on the earth. Nothing compares with it in nobility and royalty, not even the post of a president. Yet for many, there is no evidence of the dignity and honor that it carries. How can you be serving in the palace of the Most High and still be living a low life? Solomon's analysis in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 reveals that lack of direction is the reason for all the frustration that many suffer today in their various callings. True, many have definite and very powerful visions, but they lack the direction required to accomplish it. So their vision becomes like a case. But if you can locate where you belong in destiny and get a direction on how to get there, 
you will become a man to be consulted. The subject of divine direction is therefore very crucial. It is as crucial as the subject of vision because though vision is what says the peace for direction, direction is what makes vision a reality. You must not watch your life end in frustration because of lack of direction. The labor of the foolish wearieth every one of them because he knoweth not how to go to the city. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15. The labor of the foolish frustrates every one of them. Their hard work does not re reduce their hardship in life. Why? Because he knoweth not how to go to the city. Earlier on in verse 10, Solomon said, But wisdom is profitable to direct. That means wisdom is what reveals the how-to of every given tax. And that how-to is what is called direction. You shall not be worried anymore. You shall not be frustrated anymore. Every aspect of your heavenly vision must be heavenly directed. You don't just pick up your bag and baggage and head for a particular city or place just because you feel that is where you should be. No, if you have received your call to ministry, business or government from heaven, then wait to receive the how-to from heaven as well. It is only after you have done this that you can then set out in pursuit of the vision. Instruction Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 33 Divine direction come as instructions from the Lord. Dignity in life, ministry, and every endeavor calls for clarity of vision. It calls for vision with precision. When heavenly vision lacks heavenly instructions, it ends one in frustration. That is why he said, take fast hold of instruction, for she is thy life. The reason many are frustrated in ministry is because they celebrate vision without instruction. They have demanded but don't have the approach. God is an orderly God. No matter how hard you try, whatever God has not commanded can never come to pass. That is why I believe that one's greatest asset in life and ministry is an unbroken connection with heaven. From where instructions are received daily, the world will only hear those who hear from God. Until you give attention to God's instructions, the world will not pay any attention to you. It is those who hold on to his commandments that become commanders. The difference between success and failure is light, not lack. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and the reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 23. Many are genuinely called, but because they lack access to divine instructions, they are frustrated. This need not be. Every decision you take in life and ministry should be traceable to specific instructions received from God. For instructions are the highways to dis distinction in life. So much has been said about vision, with very little being said about instruction. Consequently, everyone pursues and goes about his vision the way he thinks best. And when things don't work as they should, they begin to doubt if God really called them. Blessed be that day in May 1981 when I heard the voice of heaven say to me, The hour has come to liberate the world from all oppressions of the devil through the preaching of the word of faith, and I am sending you to undertake this task. I heard him speak to me as a man would speak to his son. I stayed with him for 18 hours. I saw things and heard him very clearly. That's why I can never be sent in any hole nor be hid in any prison house. That's why I cannot be a prey to the devil. That's why wherever I step, I dominate. When you hear from heaven, before you act on earth, every barrier will be turned into signs and wonders. I don't do things simply because somebody else is doing it or because it is the work. Until I hear from heaven, I don't move. I am so busy carrying out the last instruction I received. It is your bright, it is your birthright 
it is your birthright. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Isaiah chapter 48 verse 17. Direction is the birthright of every believer. It is your heritage in God. The moment you give your life to Christ, you are entitled to God's guidance. He commits himself to lead you in the way to go. That is why you do not need to run a scatter in search of any prophet or seer to tell you what the future holds for you. You can get this direction from God as it is yours by right. The psalmist echoes this truth in Psalm 32 verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eye. When God says, I will, that means he is determined to instruct you. He is committed to guiding and teaching you the steps to take to get to where you are going. Life then becomes very colorful and pleasurable because you can trust him to lead you aright. You don't have to be like the horse or mule that has no understanding going by trial and error, walking in guesses. It is God's will to grant you direction at every stage of your life. Jesus, the pattern son, had access to divine direction. He said, I can of mine own self do nothing as I hear I judge. John chapter 5 verse 30. Hearing from God secured his destiny and preserved his ministry. If God led Jesus, then he is committed to leading you too. Remember, Jesus said, as my father hath sent me, even so send I you. John chapter 20 verse 21. Meaning that if you have the same heritage with him, you have the same right before the father as he had. Therefore, you can hear from heaven explicitly as Jesus did. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. One of your rights as a son of God is understanding his leadings, without which you may as well be regarded as a child, not a son. One of the hallmarks of sonship is the ability to be led by the Spirit of God. Therefore, until you grow into sonship, you do not differ from a sinner, and you will suffer the same confusions as they do. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 through to 3. The realization of God's ultimate plan and purpose for you depends on your maturity until you develop into sonship. Until you develop into sonship, the dominion God has reserved for you will never materialize. Remember the prophecy about Jesus in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Until he became a son, the government could not be placed upon his shoulder. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. God has committed himself to your guidance this end time. You must take advantage of it. He is committed to directing you. When he says, go in the direction I show you, he goes before you to make the crooked paths straight. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 2. This is one of the benefits of that direction. But when God has not sent you and you go, you will surely be confronted by crooked paths, which you don't have the power to make straight. For by strength shall not man prevail. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 9. Let's look at Isaiah 45 again. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed. Every time you are called, you are anointed to function in that calling. When God called Gideon, he said to him, Go in this thy might, have, have, have not I sent thee? Judges chapter 6 verse 14. As soon as he received the call, the might to run with it came. So you are the anointed God is talking about. 
Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holding to subdue nations before him, and I will lose the loins of kings to open before him the two-lived gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make the crooked places three. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron, and I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 1 through to 3. When the anointed locates direction, the crooked places are made straight, and the gates of brass are broken in pieces. Much more, the hidden riches are made available and supplies never cease. Would you pay for a job you didn't assign anyone to do? Of course not. But that's what we expect God to do when we run off our own programs without first clear, clearing from Him. Without first hearing from Him. But Lamentations chapter 3 verse 37 asks, Who is he that saith? And it comes to pass, when the, and, it, and it cometh to pass, and when the Lord commanded it not. Any step you take without God having commanded it will always end in futility. Any step you take without God having commanded it will always end in futility. Try as hard as you may, nothing will work. Be, be willing to be led. Be willing to be led. And he said unto them, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew chapter 4 verse 19. God's commitment to guide you will amount to nothing if you, on your part, do not commit yourself to be led. This is the other side of guidance. It is one thing for God to want to lead you and an entirely different thing for you to want to be led. This is why a lot of men are suffering so much today. They are men of themselves and rely so much on themselves that they have missed God. We often forget that our ways are not his ways, neither are our thoughts his thoughts. There are things you may want to do that are not in line with his thoughts for you. That is why you must seek direction. You must seek to know what his thoughts for you are because your security is in God, not in yourself. In 1990, we went to Japan for a program on invitation. From what we saw, it was obvious that there was a dying need for the gospel in that land. When I saw the spiritual depravity of the people, my heart longed to be a part of bringing about an awakening day. As a matter of fact, in course of my message, the interpreter burst into tears because she had never heard what I was saying before. The mayor's wife was in our meeting and a key government official was healed. So you can imagine the waves that permeated the city. There were clear indications that our ministry was needed there. A place a piece of property had been acquired and given to us free of charge. So I felt, why not we can be there? I said to the Lord, this is a place where what we are doing is needed. The pastor who went with me was to return and he had the mission there. I bought the aeroplane, I, I bought the aircraft on our way back home. We spent about 13 hours putting all the plans together. We went as far as discussing the courses to be taught in the Bible school. Everything appeared okay, but when we arrived in Nigeria, the Lord said to me, even though there is a need in Japan, you are not the one I am sending there. The moment he said that, I cancelled all the plans and preparations we had made earlier because I knew that there is no regret in following divine plan. Hmm. That is why Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. He knows that your making is only guaranteed by the extent to which you follow him. People may mock you as you follow him, but God will make you. 
Speaking further in John chapter 12, verse 26, Jesus said, If any man save me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man save me, him will my father honor. Hmm. Honor is reserved for all who follow God's leading. People may pity you initially, but at the end, you will become a man to be envied. When God called me to ministry and I decided to pursue it full time, a group of concerned friends or friends gathered together to pray for me. They felt that since most pastors then were in ministry part time and I was leaving my job to go full time, I must be confused. They thought I would starve to death. I only got to know this when a member of the team who got married to a friend narrated everything to me. But today, my testimony is far from that of starvation. When you submit to God's guidance, He leads you into glory and honor, not shame and reproach. Assumption or direction. Who is it that saith, and it cometh to pass, when the Lord commanded it not? Lamentations chapter 3 verse 37. Let's look at other side of the coin in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 24. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. This is the difference between assumption and direction. When God directs, he is also on hand to do it. Some are pushing and struggling at their attacks, yet nothing is moving, whereas others are just relaxed in carrying out their assignment and things are moving forward. Why? The faithfulness of the one who gave the direction, God's faithfulness, is what gets the job done. Gideon had never fought a battle in his life, but he suddenly became a commander. We were not told that he had even as much as he we were not told that he had even as much as killed a bed with a catapult before. He was a poor farmer, the least in his family, which was the least in Israel. So he was the least of the least. But when God called him, the anointing came with a call and direction gave birth to accomplishment. God gave him a vision. He told him, Thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. But much more, he directed him on how to go about it. Judges chapter 7. With this, he became an outstanding success in Israel. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also. For thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so that they, they lifted up their heads no more. And the country was in quietness forty years in the days of Gideon. Judges chapter 8, verse 22 to 28. That is a triumph of direction. Direction is very crucial to success in life. You will not suffer frustration anymore. The psalmist said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me by, be, beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Psalm 23 verse 1 to 5. When we are on track with God, your enemies are irrelevant. The one that goes before you to make the crooked path straight takes care of them. May every deafness and blindness to God's direction in your life be destroyed right now in Jesus' name. God spoke to Abraham and that took him to the top. Genesis chapter 12. God spoke to Moses and made him a name. Everyone that has ever mattered in life and to their generation heard from God. From henceforth, you will begin to hear from God because you are also born to matter to your generation. God can't lead you into a business 
and the door be shut against you it is not possible you didn't hear from him that is why you went and came back with nothing you gathered all the money you had and dumped it in the wrong direction and everything went down the drain everything god has ever directed me to do has always succeeded because no one can stop what he has commanded no commandment of god can be confounded by any devil anywhere from today the world will know you are unstoppable hear from god and you will live well on this earth direction is the key to the distinction no one succeeds by power no one triumphs by might in the kingdom of god we only triumph by the unction of the holy spirit as we follow his direction you will never again lack divine direction in jesus name we trust you have been blessed by this morning's episode we invite you to make jesus christ the lord of your life by praying this prayer with us if you are not yet born again oh lord god i believe with all my heart in jesus christ son of the living god i believe he died for me and god raised him from the dead I believe he is alive today. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from this day. Through him and in his name I have eternal life. I am born again. Thank you Lord for saving my soul. I am now a child of God. Hallelujah. Congratulations. You are now a child of God. Brethren, for all concerns on how you can grow as a Christian, for your feedbacks, for your contributions on sponsorship, for your prayer requests, for your consultations, and for all other concerns, you may get in touch with us. through any of these contacts plus 233 plus 233 or plus 233 20177-2820 plus 233-20177-2820 God richly bless you.